I want to be scattered, but I don't want to be burnt. back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest or funniest story on that subject. Our stories will be scored by a head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, having just imprisoned all his own children, Jockey. Yo. And he can't stop throwing up from running all them marathons, it's Chow. Hello. And of course our head judge Joe, who's going to tell us today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Hello. Uh, that was a fun little clue there as to today's topic, which is ghosts. The winner will receive the Derek Acora Cup. Uh, sadly, no with longer with us, professional spirit botherer, who, after having been shown up as a charlatan on Most Haunted, doubled down on his cold reading bollocks. Brilliant. Uh, who's going first? My name is Creed Crayfair. <laughs> Uh, ciao. The end of your bed, castles, and Anne Widdicombe's vagina. Just some of the places you'd expect to find ghosts. However, ghosts can be found in more unconventional places too. One such example is, up, is on the upholstery of one of the most expensive supercars in the world. The Koenigsegg Regia, a $3 million hypercar, and one of the most exclusive and exquisitely engineered machines ever built. Why does one of the most exclusive and expensive cars in the world have a ghost embroidered into the upholstery of it? It all stems back from when the company moved into its current premises, an abandoned airfield on the outskirts of Anglholm, which had previously housed the Swedish Air Force's Johanrod squadron. Koenigsegg adopted the ghost symbol that the squadron had on their planes as a tribute to them. Another modern use of ghost symbolism is on the social media platform Snapchat. Ghostface Chiller name of a little ghost icon that appears on the company's branding, a play on the rapper Ghostface Killers from the Wu-Tang Clan, the company chose a ghost symbol to represent the automatic deletion of pictures. Most towns and cities have numerous buildings and other places which are said to be haunted, and the town I am from is no exception. Just up the road from me is a small village called Affenside. The pub that serves the village is known as the Pack Horse, an inn that can trace its origin as far back as the 15th century. One thing that stands the pack horse in out from most others is that there is a human skull located in plain sight behind the bar. A supposedly cursed skull. The skull belonged to George Wewell, the executioner of James Stanley, the 7th Earl of Derby. James was beheaded by George on the 15th of October 1651. The reason George's skull resides in the pub has been lost to time. It is said that if you take the skull from its resting place, you will be visited by the ghost of a headsman wielding an executioner's axe. The spirit will then warn you to return the skull to its original resting place as soon as possible, lest you face the same fate as James Stanley. Accounts of the sightings of the ghost include one of three hikers who visited the pub. After hearing about the skull's curse from the landlord, they were unconvinced and so decided to test the legend for themselves. Shortly after leaving the inn with the skull, the three men were reportedly visited by the headsman, holding a massive executioner's axe dripping with blood. The hikers were told, Take that skull back or I'll chop your silly heads off. <laughs> Terrified, the hikers immediately turned back towards the pack horse and the, head, the headsman remained with them all the way back, making sure they did as they were told. Once the skull was back in its resting place, the headsman said, you needn't have any fears, this ghost will follow you no, no more. You're safe now, 
it's got its score back. Let this be a lesson to you. Do you have the stones to run off with a 15th century skull? Let us know what weird thing, Pod. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Pacos also does great tapas if you're ever in the area. It's pronounced tapas. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly the landlord dressed up, isn't it? I was just thinking, that's the most... Silly head. That's the, most the least P- threatening. I, the most PG-13 <laughs> ghost in the world. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, like, the... get, get it back as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, you that, can take some time with it. Yeah, it's not even like, return me now. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Wednesday, is that good? <laughs> that is the problem with finding like just like some local historian sort of account from it. I, I mean, think it's been watered down somewhat yeah no but there is i mean how uh, there's um, in bolton there is the man inside which has a haunted chair which if you sit in the chair uh, you die everyone's gonna die no you die like pretty sharpish oh, it's okay. not like plugged in and out it's just a normal wooden chair <laughs> yeah. but it's behind it's made black. of anthrax <laughs> <laughs> but there was also there was also a ghost that was sent to haunt uh, the man inside and a, i think he was japanese man came in and like Claimed to have caught the ghost in a jam jar <laughs> and then tried to sell it on eBay. <laughs> uh, that's one way to preserve of selling it. Ghosts. Mo- yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a skeptic. So as as you know, I read all these things. It's absolute, unadulterated horseshit. But have you been in the pack? You've been in the pack house. Have you seen yeah, it? Plenty stuff? of times. I didn't know that was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, that's you, news to me. That you know, into the snug bit you know like where the, yeah. where the open fire is in the actual little bar thing because i know they built like the massive restaurant extension on the side of it now if you go in and you look where the where the single malts are and all the like the sort of premium spirits there is just a human school behind the bar there and they will you know there's a little plaque on it and stuff and you can this see got it. me wondering is there a legal limit of time between when you can display a human head and you can't anymore. Yeah. Like, 20 minutes might be good. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. What? Like, a couple of hundred years, I'd reckon. 100 yeah. years. I, I, I genuinely I just don't know if it's written in stone. Well, somewhere. I don't know. Well, this, why? That... What are you planning? <laughs> There's people who donate their <laughs> bodies to medical science. A lot of them end up as, um, like, just skeletons. Well, no, they end up in, as, uh, like, you know, like, the, the skeletons. No, not anymore. Mass. That's all thingy. That's all um, plastic and resins and now. But, yeah, but there are still, like, if was, you go back 70s and 60s. Yeah, yeah you, you could. Uh, if you donate your body to science now, you're more likely to be used in a corpse farm or something mm. so they can see how bodies your decay body for, mm. for um, like, murder cases and shit like that. But apparently they don't need any more. Like, they're literally like, stop. We've, like, we've nowhere <laughs> Enough with the corpses, yeah. guys. Stop mailing them in. <laughs> going back to selling ghosts, I was in York recently and was, we were going down the Shambles, which is the famous like, historic old Harry Potter old looking time, street. Yeah. And there was a queue coming out of a shop going round the corner and it was called something like the Ghost Emporium. <laughs> and we looked in the window, it's just these little clay, very simplistic, multi chord like ghost things. Right. They're analog just, they're NFTs. all different. They're like... <laughs> Analog NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're all kind of unique. But they not... were making a killing. These people are queuing up from for hours to get in this ghost shop. And like inside, I actually ended up going on Instagram having a look. I was like, what is the deal with this? And it's just like, oh, each ghost, each ghost has an actual spirit inside of it. And oh if you go inside, God. you will be drawn to... A particular I mean, one. A, I mean, it's, it's a fucking amazing scam. Yeah, it, isn't it? Like they're making an absolute killing yeah. on selling these crappy little pot ghosts. That is that not a a a, a, a dubek? Is that not the? It's like a, a dubek box. It's a it's an evil spirit that lives in a, a box. I don't it's think a Jewish evil. thing. I think. Right. 
I believe. There's a terrible film starring Matt Yahoo in it. It's, it's... <laughs> I don't oh, think it's supposed rapper. to be evil. Yeah. yeah. The Jewish dude, yeah. yeah. He's in that. Oh, right. Yeah. Th- I wouldn't recommend it. Right. But it is based on... But inside the shop, there's like pictures that there's like hidden ghosts and stuff. Like you can move oh. pictures, and there's like alcoves behind them that have got. <laughs> Has it got like famous people who've been in and bought ghosts, like Jim Bowie? <laughs> <or>, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like curry houses have. Yes, right, yeah. 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 Oh, look. Some guy from Hollyoaks. It's Jimmy Corkill from Brookside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why is the car three million pounds? Sorry, we've glossed over that. What's that? The, oh, this car. Why is it three million? What's, is it? Oh, it's, is it full of gold? It is. It, I mean, <clears throat> is it just unnecessarily fancy? Yeah. yeah well, it's, these, like, these, it's just engineered to the fucking eyeball. So I don't every even know single part, every like, let's say a car has fifty thousand moving parts. Every single one is pretty much hand engineered and precision engineered, and everything's done in house. And you've got to pay for all the all the research and development. And right. it, it is actually, if you follow, you can follow down a bit of a wormhole with Koenigsegg. Exactly. They are a really. They think we've got like four hundred or five hundred employees, but they still. Their, their top brand hypercars are some of the world's best. Like the guy invented a, a gearless transmission for cars. Right. So he just does not drop the power at all so he can perform peak like at peak RPM or whatever it is, peak yeah, power yeah. all the way through. The guy's just unbelievable, but it's just a, a small team of incredibly dedicated. So it, it, it's, it's I don't think boutique. they're like road cars. You're not going to find one in the no, garage. No, it's, they're like hyper engineered truck cars. Saudi, and... Saudi princes and yes. shit like yeah, that. It is, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's three. I mean, three billion dollars a pop, and there's like eighty of them. But you've got to pay every time you. You know, there was probably a hundred million dollars worth of research and development in that in those eighty cars. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, it's fuck. It's it's fuck. It's it's cars for people with the fuck you money. Yeah, I've got a bus stop just around the corner. Are they kung fu fighting? Chucky. Alright. Ghosts and ghoulish apparitions are an interesting and divisive topic. Some people will tell you about this one time when they were eight and three quarters how they saw a plastic bag floating through the air strangely just after their nan passed away and that could only have been her reaching out because she always used to use plastic bags to carry her shopping. Then you get people like me who will tell you that there's no such things as ghosts. Believing in ghosts, spiritual power, reincarnation, or anything related to there being something after death is something that has been commonplace for centuries, and it's not difficult to understand why. It could be a little depressing to think after you shuffle off this mortal coil, there is nothing waiting for us, so why not make a whole bunch of baseless claims? What's interesting, however, is that the way people think about ghosts. It can range from orbs of ectoplasm to human figures in Victorian garb. I think the earliest memory I personally have of Ghosts was from the subtly titled film Ghost, in which, spoiler alert, Patrick Swayze plays some kind of account manager guy who gets off by a street tough, and ends up hanging around as a ghost to clear up his unfinished business. Suspiciously though, as a ghost, Patrick couldn't interact with any objects around him, except for convenience, the floor, which he never once fell through. <laughs> a perhaps more unconventional view of ghosts was held by a fairly distinguished inventor named Thomas Edison. Edison believed that a living person's body was inhabited by perhaps thousands of ghosts, all from a past life, which in itself kind of has a falling through the floor level of oversight as a concept. But he believed that the mysteries of life could be solved by creating some kind of contraption to communicate with these entities. It's a spirit box which is kind of like a telephone for spirits. Edison was notably against the idea of there being anything that could resemble a spirit, remarking that it has no physical manifestation. Why even bother thinking about it, especially given that they cannot be observed? 
What could be observed, however, was people's personalities, and Edison believed that personalities were the result of infinitesimally small units of life that we couldn't observe with our own low-resolution ocular orbs we call eyes. What's interesting is that Edison was talking about this kind of stuff in the 1920s, and he specifically refrained from categorizing this personality cloud, as I like to think of it, as anything other than units of life. He did, however, draw a comparison between charlatans using Ouija boards and his own spirit box, stating in truth, it is the crudeness of the present methods that make me doubt the authenticity of purported communications with deceased persons. Why should personalities in another existence's sphere waste their time working a little triangular piece of wood over a board with certain lettering on it? Why should such personalities play pranks with a table? Well said. Edison's spirit box never really proved anything though, just that even one of the most renowned inventors could be sucked into an idea of something otherworldly and spiritual. Though, after careful consideration, I think being able to blame all my character defects on a swarm of defective personality life units might make me reconsider my stance on ghosts. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Edison was a bit of a jerk, apparently, anyway. but He was. Well, but... his little personality life units were. Are they like the things from Scientology or like the fate of Star that? Wars I think I, I don't want to get into midichlorians <laughs> it. no it's um, Thetans in Thetans Scientology is a Scientology one I imagine what he's imagining is like inside out with the little things in your head. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the angry thing yeah you just wanted to have a little chat with him it, it does boil down to a very philosophical Philo pastry. The other, yeah, that's it. Philo pastry <laughs> I question. I promised Volivant. <laughs> of like, what is the biological basis of consciousness? Mm. Like, oh, fucking hell. Let's, I'm not going into it now. <laughs> uh, but there was there was a trend in the sort of like late 19th, early 20th century. They really tried to scientify mysticism, yeah. and they, they, mm. they tried to do loads of experiments. And 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 again, like out of all of the. Nothing ever holds up to any peer review no. scrutiny that there is anything out there at all. Uh, they did a lot of stuff of like photographing people as they died to see if they could, and they would weigh people as they died. I heard that. Did it get fractionally lighter, or was that just the myth? It's Twenty soul seven grams yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's your soul weighs like. Themselves. Isn't that just because you shit yourself yeah, when you die? Yeah. <laughs> Not always. If you've just been. <laughs> It's, it's, that's that's my fear. It's like always wearing clean underwear when you leave the house. I'm just going to have a dump before I die because <laughs> I don't want to have to, you know, someone have to deal that's with that. A, yeah, that's a mortician's job, that, that, yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's hard enough, isn't it? Poop like every day is your No, that's last. what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you're dealing with dead bodies anyway. The last thing you want to do is have to get the fucking... Uh, the but I think in the 1920s, there was, well, there was this, this like huge spiritualist revival of um, Derek Akora-like charlatans basically yeah. there was them weird sisters who would do seances and it turns out that all the noises was them cracking their knuckles and and kicking the table and shit but people want to believe that's that's, the, that's, exactly that's it. it's preying on, on weak yeah. i said i have weak no, and sad and I have desperate no, people i have no problem it's... with um spiritualists doing stuff like for their own. Well, just like, oh, yeah, Derek's here and he says, oh, he's happy. Because that, that gives peace to some people. Yeah. yeah. It's when they charge for it. If you had a genuine That's power where you could speak to ghosts, would you be doing it in a leisure centre? <laughs> <laughs> no. You'd be world fucking famous and everyone would want to speak to you. It's yeah, the, yeah it's, the, it's, the, it's the cliche joke, isn't it? You know, medium event, cancelled tools, possible yeah. circumstances. Yeah, it's... It, 
I'm, I'm hoping to do a, a fucking bit about this because it's one of those things I absolutely hate is is mediums uh, and larges and extra smalls. <laughs> no, it's because it's such a predatory thing yeah. and it fills me full of fucking rage. Did you hear about that that story about the uh, the mystic the mystic psychic that committed loads of crimes and then went oh, missing? Don't do it. There was a small medium at large. Yeah, get out. <laughs> but no, I, I genuinely had like a a, a genuine fucking beef with a uh with a uh, <laughs> with a with a psychic uh called uh, i'm not going to name him but um he mystic mike he uh, no he he's he, he he's a twat <laughs> well, but, but, well oh no he lit he last thing i read about him when i googled him was um he had to go to court because he was doing live readings while driving down the motorway wow yeah Jeez. He's an absolute top crack class grade A bellend. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm hoping at some point to do something with about just about fake mediums with with some people. Um, so what? The, he was in the car with someone. He was doing no, no. He was doing it over oh. like Zoom. That's how. Zoom. That's how. Oh, Zoom. That's <laughs> how. That's <laughs> how. Um, that's how. Uh, it, it's a thing. I got into this. I've looking it up, and during like the first lockdowns and stuff. Obviously, you can't go and see a psychic. So they were doing, oh, I think he's over Facebook. And I'm going, well, they'll know who you are. They'll go. Yeah, it's making it even more easy. Yeah, it's not even like you've got to do cold reading. Which which is, I've got books on, which I've read, but I don't have the gumption to do it. I like Darren Brown. Yeah, because he never tells you that it's, he always is from the office saying, this is a trick and this is how I do it. It's amazing, but it's not supernatural and this is what I'm doing. That's what I like about him, but yeah. then people still are like, oh yeah, yeah, no, wow, well, you really talk to him. So he's literally explained it. What's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? It's a but, trick. It's but, it's it's the thing of. I mean, also, if you could speak to the dead, and they came through, would you think they'd want to play fucking hangman? Mm-hmm. Is there someone here whose name begins with S? <laughs> yeah, in a room oh, of a hundred people, fuck. probably yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, like, the other thing is, there's... getting a Steve or a Sam or an incredible common name. That... He says, he says, don't worry about the money. The money. Everyone worries about Stop money. Stop fighting yeah. with your family about yeah. the money. It's like, just pick the most common things that happen. Everyone after worries dies about it. Yeah. And yeah, and someone will latch onto it, saying, "That's me. That, that's happened to me." Yeah. And, yeah. It, 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 it's... In the... I remember going to, my mum was a bit of a, well, no, she still is. She's a bit of, um, it's a churchgoer. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a, a my mum used to drag me to church every Sunday. And there was, we used to get like guest preachers in yeah. and things like that. And 95% of them were okay. And then all of a sudden you'd get a guest speaker who was a bit left field. And you're like, whoa, this is <laughs> fucking weird. And one of them was, he did this sort of like, I'm going to, Jesus is going to communicate things to me. And it was about, I was about 15 and um, the guy was like, "Oh, um, he, he sort of, oh, I've got a message for you." And he was like, "I was like," and he was like, "What?" Um, Stop don't... wanking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the socks stand up by themselves, they need to go in the wash when dust um, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Midget surf. He was like, "Are you worried about exams?" And I was like, "Holy shit! How does this guy know this?" And I'm like, "I'm," and then on reflection, like, you were a spotty fifteen-year-old dude who was probably, you know, he's looking at you and going. Probably coming to the end of his high school year, he's probably shitting himself about his GCSEs. Don't worry, you will kiss a girl. One yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a boy because of his church. Yeah, yeah. How do they know? I will say though, when I was in and I ran that pub in Birmingham, it was an old miners' cottage. It had been there since like I don't know about fourteen hundred or something, and fucking weird shit happened there. 
Like, I, I, I have no explanation for it. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe, it wasn't ghosts. I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> certain things happened that I have no explanation for. When I was the only person in the building. Well, w- one of the things that gets me is, like, obviously through history, there's been some fucking grotesque things that have happened, which has resulted in thousands and if not millions of people getting killed. And, like, if, if somebody, like, stabbed us on the street, then, you know, I'd kind of be pissed off. But if I was a ghost hanging about, I'd probably let it slide. But if I was one of, like, millions getting killed in some grotesque event in history, I'd be going to the person in charge of that shit, and I'd be doing everything I fucking could to, like, piss him off. I would make sure he would never sleep. <laughs> but then that never happened, so it's kind of like... No, it's if, always like, oh, a cavalier who was, yeah, it's, it's never yeah, Steve, trying to follow Steve who works in a double yeah, glazing yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah, All ghosts are Victorian. There's no naughty no ghosts, ghosts there. And why are there no cow ghosts or dinosaur ghosts? Precisely. Do they not have souls? All dogs go to heaven, so by extension, maybe dinosaurs as well. Mm. They're not. They're not. Chris. Imagine, if you will, being in the jungles of Vietnam in 1965, having engaged in terrifying warfare for days on end, seeing untold horrors unfold in front of your eyes in your very own country. Nighttime comes, and along with it some relative peace and quiet. When out of the dark, you start hearing the gut-wrenching moans, screams and shrieks of ghosts coming from the trees all around you. This would be pretty terrifying to say the least, enough to make people of even the strongest disposition lose their nerve and turn their back on the war. At least that was the hope of the US Army at the time they implemented their latest bout of PSYOPs warfare, which they dubbed Operation Wandering Souls, one of the many attempts to sap the morale of what they were finding out to be a very elusive enemy. You see, the US Army had done some research into Vietnamese culture to find that in the understanding of deaths, ghosts played an important role, along with the concept of good deaths and bad deaths. Nearly one million Viet Cong had died away from their homes and violently, putting them firmly in the category of bad deaths, meaning that their spirits were doomed to wander the battlefield, unable to transition between this this life and the next. These ghosts were known as wandering souls. Using this knowledge, the US Army used large speakers to blast into the jungle an unnerving soundtrack of disembodied spirits and strange sounds to provoke a visceral reaction from the hiding enemy troops. The recording itself is known as the Ghost Tape Number 10, and the audio includes samples from South Vietnamese soldiers who were allied with the US forces, saying such things as, It's hell, I'm in hell. Don't end up like me. Go home, friends, before it's too late. Alongside the sounds of grieving wives and crying children. This particular operation was not always effective, as blaring a speaker did have the downside of giving away your position to the enemy, who would immediately fire in the direction of the sound. There was also a report of a swift boat crew who gave up playing the tape in favour of playing Tina Turner after disgruntled enemies began targeting them with rockets. However, in some cases, it was proven to have actually worked. After finding out from a defector that a tiger was attacking the Viet Cong on a nearby mountain, they added in a tiger roar to the recording, leading 150 Viet Cong troops coming down from the mountain and surrendering. Regardless of the mixed results, Ghost Tape number 10 shows a remarkable glimpse into PSYOPs warfare, and using audio as a way of wearing down the enemy is still in use to this day. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I mean, like, if you heard, like, oh, oh, oh no, go back, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't stay. 
it's bad. Go. Yeah, you even. No. Well, no, I, have a, I have a. I like the e- fact that they just went, well, just put it on a big speaker. <laughs> they like, attached some of the speakers to helicopters, which you think would drown out <laughs> the noise <laughs> of the. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, why is this ghost flying a helicopter? <laughs> no, but why wouldn't you just, like, put, like, I know you. It's the, it was the 60s, 70s, but put a tape player in a tree that went off at a certain time. You know what I mean? Soldier standing there with a boombox above his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fucking Matthew Broderick. Yeah. <laughs> the end of Say Anything. I have a, you can actually Ooh, YouTube. Listen. You can actually YouTube, then it's Operation Wandering Soul, comma, uh, ghost tape number 10. And this is like a snippet of what it actually sounds like. With no context, I wouldn't be able to tell you what that was. Being I think fair, it's I'm not probably Vietnamese, in Vietnamese, so, yeah. yeah. But it sounds quite sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's made, like, it has subtitles on it as well, saying what they're saying on the tape, and it's just things like, Daddy, help. And oh, almost, it's quite, yeah. Right. But... I, did you ever hear about, uh, you know, I think it was Russia, like, dug a hole to hell? Mm-hmm. Like they, they dug into the earth's crust and it went they down. Just kept like, going and going and going. And, and like all the drill bits keep melting and stuff now. But allegedly they lowered a microphone down there. Right. And captured the sounds of hell. And it's uh, it, it's not. It's from a film. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they played it on, I think it was NPR in America. Like some guy was, I've got this secret tape that I smuggled out of the Ukraine and stuff. And, it's, and someone just went, no, that's from like Mr. Satan Goes to Town or something. It was just like from this, <laughs> this, this, this Hammer horror film. And they right. just like looped it and and put like other like porno noises over it and stuff. It was, yeah. Uh, I like that though. It's a good idea. The tiger bit. Do you get tigers in Vietnam? I think. I so. think so. Yeah, yeah in jungle. Uh, jungle. Same way, if isn't you it? hear a tiger in a jungle environment, you probably play it safe, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I've seen the Jungle Book. Is, I mean, it is psychological warfare. It's just another psychological warfare tactic, isn't it? You know, you just want to demoral, de- you know. Demoralise the troops to the point where they're just like, fuck this noise, I'm going. Yeah. I mean, probably Tina Turner did a better job than the ghost. I tape. would like to think that they were like, okay, what what have we got on uh, on tape here? And they were like, sticks. <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> journey. Ooh, Tina Turner, that'll do. And they're just like, bombing along to simply the best. <laughs> and they're like, oh. they stopped, the rocket stopped, and they're just like, yeah, bopping on the shore. <laughs> I'm just annoyed that it isn't clear, uh, clear what I Because no. they, they, That's what made every me film like, in Vietnam ever. Yeah. They're like they're at war, and they assume the reason the rocket in the boat is because they're playing the wrong soundtrack, not because they're an enemy boat. <laughs> I imagine the Vietnamese are like piss off, ghost, <laughs> just firing rockets. <laughs> I did watch a thing going to what you said. It was on, I think it was called Af- uh, "Welcome to Earth." It was some overproduced Will Smith nature thing. <laughs> oh yeah, but they do have a segment where they climbed really deep into the Dolomite Mountains in Italy set up a tape recorder and kind of left and just went, and it was like when they were down there they said just stop talking and breathing and just listen and they said it was the quietest thing you don't realize how loud day to day is mm. even like small sounds and things but they said it's absolute silence there is and when they came out they sort of got the tape recorder left it going for a little bit and then pulled it out and you can hear because it's so quiet and the recording equipment's so sensitive you can hear like the earth's crust moving Yes, and things oh, like that. Sausages. And it's one of the, yeah, it was a really cool thing I did when I did. Um, <laughs> That's life. Camp America, like years and years ago. Um, mm. 
we went to the forest in West Virginia and they it was pitch fucking black they had like we had canopy cover and they said it, you will never experience darkness like it and it was so dark they got lifesavers which were about, uh, essentially american polo mints and if you eat them and what you what they did was they, you sat across from the person next to you put them in your teeth and you chewed them with your mouth open and you couldn't see a fucking thing but because it was um because it was so dark you could see the sugars breaking down and the chemical bonds releasing. Whoa. It looked like tiny, tiny, tiny little like electrical sparks. That's um, metal as yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, and you, but again, you could only do it. We had to turn all the lights yeah. off, and we had to leave. We had to sit in pitch blackness for about twenty minutes and a half an hour to let your eyes right, adjust yeah. to get enough sort of like light said, in. I've, I've been up the moors because that's like a blackness like nothing. Mm. And that, that's like... I reckon, can, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it was just something that we you did. Can see, no, but you can probably that, sit in the cave for an hour and do the yeah. same thing. Uh, there is also a room, I think, in... I probably I want to say like MIT or something, that is, uh, like, it's uh, yeah. designed to nullify all sound. Yes. Yeah, and apparently a, you can't stay in there too long. Yeah, because you? you can hear your bones moving. Yeah, and I'm like, and nope, nope, and nope, everything don't like that. I don't want to I don't want to hear my body aging. Once you... Uh, Just hearing crunch and yeah. crack and all. It's like these sensory tanks, aren't they? There are, there are some in... I want to have a day with I, one I, I, I'd love a kip in it for an hour, but yeah, it'd be weird. That it's in water, I'd be terrified of like falling asleep and It's only A deep. Yeah, it's saline. Right. And I don't think you fall asleep. I think you enter like a, a weird sort of because it's deprivation. Yeah, I I I have yeah. always wanted to have a do just because yeah. I, I can't yeah. do yeah. drugs anymore. I book a thirty. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah, uh, mate. Once you hit forty, it's all downhill. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, the winner. Ah, man, this is this is difficult because you've all come in at different angles, and I really like it. But I I, I can't do two weeks in a row of handing it to everyone. So, in turn, in, in honour of the late shite Derek Akora, I'm gonna have to give it to Chucky, Woo-hoo! just for his ghost bullshit <laughs> stance. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Thing Pod. Come and say hello. I asked on Twitter to for people to guess the subjects of the session that we're recording now, and someone got it right, and that was the unchefed podcast they correctly guessed that this episode was about ghosts so well done to them go and check them out thanks for listening and we will see you next time weird thing about that it's operation like spooky kenneth or something <laughs> <laughs>